Hello. What is going on, everybody? How are we all doing? How was everybody's weekend? Black Friday, how did everyone do? Anybody get any good deals, anything to shout about? Um, Cyber Monday yesterday. Uh, totally broke Tuesday today, probably. <laughs> and weeping Wednesday when you check out that bank account. But it doesn't matter. It's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> I myself, I did get I did get something on Black Friday. I got myself a new phone. Not a decent deal with Vodafone. Sorted me out pretty nicely. So I'm uh, I'm impressed with that. Uh, apart from that, not much else. Well, didn't really get anything on Cyber Monday. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I got myself uh, a Jimmy Butler jersey. If you're wondering who Jimmy Butler is, check out the Instagram account, and you'll find out who Jimmy Butler is. Legend. Well, he's not a legend yet, but he he will be. He will be for sure. Okay. Well, welcome to episode thirteen. Um, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, the title of this episode is called Losing in Order to Win. Um, and we're going to be mainly discussing the term tanking. So it's kind of a term that's mainly used in American sport. But, you know, we'll, I'll take you through it and I'll, show, I'll kind of reference it in terms of our football and even in your work life or the work environment as well. Uh, but before we get into that, let's do a bit of a podcast admin, as we always like to do at the start of each show. Um, so last week's episodes, it's a plural, because uh, we had part one and part two of the sports documentaries. I know some of you have uh, gone and watched one or the other, which I'm very pleased with. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and some of you are yet to do that, but I know you will. I know you will. Um but yeah, I think some of you actually said that Tyson was your, your favorite, um, which is fair enough. It's a, it is a great documentary. It's very, very well done. So fair enough. Um, if there's any other ones that, like I said last time, if there's any other ones out there that you could recommend to me to check out, obviously hit us up on the email account, uh, VII underscore training at hotmail.com. Uh, the save for Instagram and also Twitter. A couple of big things happened in the world of sports as well uh, while we've been away for the last, I don't know how long, when was the last time we brought out an episode? Maybe six days ago, five days ago. Um, Claudio Ranieri went to Fulham, had a winning start. <laughs> um, what else happened? India's tour of Australia started, the Indians uh, men's cricket team that is. Um, the T20 series actually just finished three games. First one, Australia won. Second one, washed out. The third one, India won. We're going to talk about talk more about that later on. Um, the women's Australian cricket team won the T20 World Cup. Uh, they beat England comprehensively. Uh, I don't think it was much of a game, to be honest, from the score I saw. It's an absolute thrashing, which is kind of a disappointment because that T20 World Cup, the women's one, was generating a bit of buzz. Uh, in terms of getting recognition out there for female sports uh, people and getting people to get involved with that um, Women's T20 World Cup over there in the West Indies. Um, but, you know, that's alright. That's alright. Uh, what else has been going on in the sports world? The F1 finished as well. Uh, it was quite 
emotional for some of you, I know. <laughs> uh, Fernando Alonso retired as well. His, that was his last race. Um, loads and loads of different changes going on in uh, the world of F1, but I'm sure we'll come on to that later down the line in another podcast. Um, football came back, Premier League was back this weekend. Um, not too many surprises, I don't think. Maybe Huddersfield beating Wolves at home, that was that was a bit of a shocker. Uh, but everything else was kind of normal. Uh, but yeah, so that was what was going on in the world of sports over the last couple of days, just in case you guys didn't get the chance to catch up. Um, the NFL, what's going on in the NFL? Not much. I mean, there's only four, I think five weeks left of the regular season and then the playoffs come around at the start of January so things will be getting a lot more exciting a lot more on the line for all these games every Sunday that is so yeah I think that that's pretty much a roundup of all the sports action that was going on this week um, so some some good things out there some exciting things out there um, and I'm sure we'll talk more about them later on in the episode especially when it comes to shower the week got a few of those going on today uh, but yeah all right Let's get to this main part. So like I said, the title of this episode, Losing in Order to Win. So let's find out what that's all about. So losing in order to win. Now, the term that we're going to discuss to begin with is tanking. So basically... It kind of describes teams that are looking to have the worst record um, in order to attain the best player in the following year's draft class. Now, the term tanking I've only really heard in the NFL and the NBA. Um, And basically what the teams try to do, if they know that they're not going to win anything that year or if they've got no chance whatsoever of making the playoffs, um, they'll kind of... I don't want to say lose on purpose, but they'll try and experiment and do things they probably wouldn't do because uh, they know at the end of the day they're not going anywhere. And they're, they're in hopes of basically having the worst record in the league um, so that in the following year's draft, they can attain the best player uh, that's coming up from the college ranks. Now, the way it works in America with their sports is that they have um, like a, a draft system where they get guys from college and they draft them into the professional um, arena. So it's not really like here in the UK where you can transfer players from one to the other. Um, you have to get your guys or your new guys anyway will have to come from college and they'll be drafted into your team um, through like... A, there's a whole draft day and a whole thing that goes on with it. Uh, but basically... Tanking is used to describe a team that is looking to be high in the draft, so have one of those top picks. So they'll try and get one of the best players out of college uh, because they have had the worst record uh, the previous season. So like the title says, you're kind of losing in order to win in next year's draft class. So let me give you a quick example of how it would work. Um, so let's take a team... Uh, that most people are familiar with. Um, let's go with the New York Knicks. Let's go with the New York Knicks. So they're an NBA team. Now, if the New York Knicks had uh, the worst record in the NBA, the next year's draft class, they would have the best percentage of getting the top player that's coming out of college. Okay? Um, so, and in the NFL, 
if you're the worst team in the NFL, you'll have the number one pick in next year's draft. So you'll have the choice of all the players in college, whoever you perceive to be the best, that'll be your choice. There's no one else that can, there's no other team that can come in front of you. Now, it doesn't work the same here in the in the UK in terms of football. Um, and that's mainly because in football we have like, I think it's four or five tiers of, uh, of English football. Whereas in America, the NFL and the NBA, there is no uh, second or third tier. It's just one. You're, you're basically, you're in the Premier League and, and you can't go any lower than that. Um, that's why if you're last, you get the chance to get a player that's coming up from college that is perceived to be the best so they will therefore help you climb up the table um, whereas here if you're last in the Premier League you get relegated you lose a lot of money um, and your club's in a lot of trouble so it's, it's totally different very different um, however you kind of want to see I, I personally like the uh, American version um, but not really complaining here there's a lot of mo- a lot of money um, in the Premier League and, and we get the chance to look at some of the players from across the world and obviously football is a huge it's the biggest sport in the world um, so to have a kind of structured system like the NFL and the NBA would probably probably be quite tough um, the fluid motion of the uh, football and the transfers in and out helps it a lot in terms of promoting it around the world as well um, so yeah, but that's a that's a whole another debate, whole another issue. I'm sure I'll do another podcast on it um, down the line. So the whole reason for doing for talking about the draft the draft system and and tanking is to kind of discuss whether it's acceptable for a professional sports team um, to lose in order to win the following year. Um, now it's not even just about drafting in the best player. Sometimes. Like you see over here in the UK, um, you might not be, or your team might not be happy with what's going on uh, with the manager or the manager's plans or the way the manager sets the team out. And they could tank, if you like, or just not give as much effort because they want something to change. And more often than not, it's going to be their manager because you can't really change 11 players on a team just like that. But you can get rid of one one manager and bring in another. Um, so it's the same sort of thing. It's the same sort of idea. Now, I just want to know whether you guys feel that's kind of acceptable. Is it okay um, to lose or stop applying as much effort as you normally would because you want to, there to be some change at the top? Um, is that something that is acceptable? Um, what do you guys think about it I mean personally if you've exhausted all other options maybe it's okay but again it's tough I mean if you're a professional athlete you got there for a reason and it's probably not because you gave up when it got hard you know you just kept going kept plugging away and that's kind of what you'd like to think of um, even these kind of situations so that's kind of interesting but if we relate it back to our world let's just say uh, so Get, get away from the sports world, come back to this one that we're all living in. Um, okay, so let's say you're in your like work environment um, and you're part of a team and obviously the team has a team leader, someone that um, has been chosen to lead whatever project that you might be on. Um, and whatever this project may be, you need to come out with a, a certain goal or you need to obviously produce something um, that's worthy for whoever's above your team leader. Um, and obviously it reflects on you as well, whatever the outcome of the project may be. Um, 
Now let's just say that you're in this scenario, you're one of the members of the team and your team leader, whether it's a guy or a girl, um, the plan that they've put in place for the project, you know, isn't something that you're quite comfortable with. You don't necessarily feel like it will work. Um, maybe it's because um, you've got other ideas or you've seen this kind of plan before and it hasn't worked. Whatever the, whatever the reason may be, you just don't feel it will work. Now, what do you do in that situation? Are you going to be the kind of person that, you know, just goes along with it even though you know that more likely than not you're going to fail? Or would you kind of say that, well, look, I am definitely just going to give it everything I have, uh, no matter what the outcome is, uh, because at the end of the day, I just got to follow the guy at the top, and that's, that's what I'm about. Um, or, you know, are you that person that will do that, might not just might not put in as much effort because you know that there'll be a change at the top if it doesn't go well. So those are kind of the three situations that you're in. Now, what would you choose to do? How would you react in that situation? Obviously, it's not like a, a sports environment. It's totally different. It's a workplace. You know, I'm sure there's like a million other options that you could go through. But let's just say for this argument, if those were the only three, what would you decide to do? You know. For me, I, I think personally, if I know that it's going to fail, I mean, you have to try and change it. Um, you have to do something to make sure that you can come out with the result that you want. Uh, because at the end of the day, no matter what the result is, it reflects bad on you guys as, as a team uh, if it doesn't, if it isn't what it's supposed to be. Um, so I, I would think that you'd need to do everything in your power to make it work. Uh, but again, that could be tough. That could be quite tough, you know. Especially if you've got a leader that's um, not stubborn, but a leader that's got a lot of belief in themselves and they kind of feel like no matter what happens, this will succeed. You just have to buy on board um, to what they're asking you to do and, and you will ultimately um, succeed instead of fail. Whereas you're thinking the total opposite. Like, look, we've given this enough time. I don't think it's really working out uh, as you as a leader, but you can't really say that. Um, so do you just say it with your actions by not giving as much effort, by not performing as as well as you might do? Um, that's kind of interesting because, I mean, if you want to talk about, let's just t uh, switch it back to sports real quick. Um, let's go to the Premier League. You know, the, the obvious example right now is Man United uh, with Jose Mourinho. You know, there's, there's been a lot of talk um, over the last six to seven, six or seven weeks about... Um, Jose and whether you know the team are on board with what his philosophy is um, at the start it was no they're not playing for him they look like they won out and then they had a couple of good uh, results a couple of good weeks and it was like yep they're all on board they're, they're gonna get through this fight together um, and then the last couple of results has gone back to well no they're, they're against it they don't feel like what he's doing is gonna help them uh, be where they want to be um, so that's, that's, again, I mean, that's the best example I can think of here in the Premier League um, of tanking. That's probably the best example of, like, the three stages that might lead to tanking. So stage one, you know, you have a poor start to the season, whatever sport it might be. Um, stage two, uh, you make the adjustments that your leader or your manager has asked you to do, and maybe you go through a good spell. Stage three, you go back to losing again. 
and you go back to being unhappy those issues that you had at the start of the season come out again then stage four either the manager goes or you leave or you just struggle through to the end of the season until there can be um, a whole host of changes made in the off season um, which is exactly what it's like in american sport so you know if you're a, if you're an nfl team or an nba team you've had a a poor start to the season it's not looking good maybe you win a couple of games uh, playoff hopes are alive and then you lose a couple more that's it it's done season's over there's no real big changes that can be made that's going to salvage your season so you just see it out until the end and hopefully you come out with the the worst result or the worst record um, and that will then lead to you getting the best player in the draft so that, that's probably the three stages and then the fourth one is ultimately whatever happens um, so even in the work environment you know you could say similar sort of things again it's, it's difficult to uh, translate it over to there because it's totally different to sports but uh, if you're a part of a team and, and your leaders come in and they've had a poor start um, in terms of reaching targets or getting you guys to do what they want you to do um, then maybe you go through a little purple patch uh, a couple of weeks down the line you have a good few um, results you hit your targets you uh, you go over the targets um, and then it goes back to losing again or being below par then there's a decision to make uh, do you get rid of the guy at the top in order to try and salvage the year um, or do you just see it out until uh, the project is over um, and there will be change at the end because obviously it's not going to come away with the results that uh, are needed uh, so it's interesting and then that's again for you to decide uh, what kind of person you are in that situation are you the type of person that decides I'll give it a go once and if it doesn't work out that's it I'm done or are you going to go again um, and then is your team going to do the same kind of thing as well or do they just give up on the person in charge um, but yeah very interesting topic I feel one that you know we could discuss for a long time there's so so many different things to talk about in this area um, we haven't really talked too much about you if you're the leader what do you do in that situation which is another interesting thing to think about we touched on it a little bit but I'm sure we can go into more detail but again it's a great topic I'm sure we will come back to it in another episode um, but yeah that's one to think about with the people around you have a little chat I'm sure there's other guys that listen to the podcast that you know have a little chat with them as always give us some feedback more than welcome to tell tell us or tell me your opinion on the matter very much look forward to hearing it but yeah all right we're going to leave it there for the main part of the show but coming up i know some of your favorite things shout out of the week honorable mentions and then the randomness part Shout out of the week. Where is it going this week? Well, there were a few um, candidates, a few guys and girls that I was thinking about. Um, but I think this one is very well deserved. Should have probably done it a couple of weeks ago. But this shout out of the week is going to go to Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, five-time world champ. The F1 season has just finished this weekend. Um, and deserved champion, man. 
a deserved champion. Obviously, he's at the top of his game, destroying all in his path for jokes. Um, and his reign of domination continues, eh? Lewis Hamilton wasn't really pushed as far as he probably would like to have this season by the Ferraris, but that's for that's a story for another day. Uh, but fair play, man. Well done to the guy. Performed well. He's at the top of his game. Um, had a little fun with Will Smith this weekend as well. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, shout out of the week goes to Lewis Hamilton. Congrats. Well, the honourable mention section this week is packed out with some powerful performances check out the alliteration on that yeah so <laughs> there are quite a few people that deserve um, an honorable mention uh, so we're going to start with the women's uh, australian cricket team that won their t20 title uh, this weekend fantastic performance from them uh, to win it all I'm um, going to give a little shout, uh, little, sorry, a little honourable mention to Fernando Alonso, who retired from the Formula One circuit this weekend. Uh, sad to see him go. Although I think I read somewhere where he said that he might, he might return. So you never know. You never know. Could have a little uh, return on the cards for him. That would be nice. Um, another honourable mention. Uh, we're going to give it to Claudio Ranieri. I mean. Yeah, he deserves it. He's come in and they won their first game, 3-2. Um, so, fair enough, man. Coming in and getting that first win, that's always tough. Um, so that one goes to Claudio Ranieri as well. Um, the uh, Not the last one. The second to last honourable mention is going to go to Johnny Sexton, who is the Irish uh, Rugby Union fly half and this weekend he won world rugby player of the year uh, so it's the first time that anyone uh, from outside of new zealand has won it in seven years which is first of all it's crazy that uh, new zealand's won it seven in a row uh, new zealander has won it seven in a row but for johnny sexton that's a huge accomplishment um, that goes together pretty well with ireland being the team of the year um, which is fair enough because obviously they beat the All Blacks a couple of weeks ago, uh, won the Grand Slam as well. Um, so they're on a bit of a roll, man. Things are looking good for them um, as we approach the 2019 Rugby World Cup in Japan. Um, so Johnny Sexton gets a bit of an honourable mention as well. And the last one is going to go to none other than Virat Kohli, who gets an honourable mention for his performance. Over the weekend in the third T20 game in Sydney, um, another phenomenal performance from a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, when you need him, he's there basically, um, and that's that's incredible. That is incredible to do. Um, so long may it continue, man. One hell of a guy. Love watching him bat. Love watching him perform. Um, and also a little special honourable mention to that crowd. So this, so India basically touring Australia. And this third T20 game was played at the Sydney Cricket Ground. And I swear to you, like, the amount of India shirts in the ground was incredible. Now, I thought it was pretty bad over here in 
in the UK and we did a whole little thing about it as well in the first one of the first episodes of this podcast series where we talked about um, British Asians um, and Indian Asians uh, British Indians actually um, supporting India over England uh, whether it was right or wrong or etc etc and when I saw this crowd it was just a sea of blue and the noise when uh, the Indians came out to bat in the second innings was just incredible like just an immense sound non-stop if you get the chance man just check it out on some some highlights on youtube or whatever you just literally the 10 seconds and you just hear this crowd just go absolutely berserk and they're supposed to be in australia so i wonder how that's affecting the australians knowing that they're at home but the crowd's letting them know that they're playing away uh, but yeah man i just can't really get over that when i was watching it I was like, this is insane, man. How can how can you be in Australia and you have a sea of Indian fans? Like, honestly, it was hard to pick out 10 Australian supporters. Um, and the noise just was incredible. Absolutely incredible. But yeah, that's just the start of the tour. So uh, the T20 series is over. Uh, next, uh, I think it's four test matches. Um, so we'll see what the crowd looks like there and then it's the one days to finish and I'm pretty sure it'll be the same kind of atmosphere as the T20s um, phenomenal phenomenal noise um, alright well that does it for the honourable mentions um, last but not least in the podcast uh, we're going to have our randomness section as we continue the theme of festive lattes Alright, so over the last couple of episodes, I've been doing this thing where I've tried out festive lattes um, just from Costa Coffee at the moment. Um, this week, I had a taste of the gingerbread and cream latte. Now, let me tell you, if you're a fan of sweet things, this is the one for you. Definitely a winner for me. Definitely the number one. Uh, festive latte from Costa Coffee, gingerbread and cream. Now, it was a hot and tasty treat. Super, like taste everything. It was very, very nice. Um, definitely ticked all the boxes in terms of what I was expecting. You, you even get like a little gingerbread man as well, um, which is nice, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely ticked all the boxes of what I was expecting, um, how it actually tasted. Uh, did I feel like in a kind of festive zone when I had had a taste of it? For sure, man. For sure, I felt in a festive zone. Um, but let me tell you, if you're a fan of something hot and a bit sweet, then don't miss out on this. Uh, just to clarify, I'm still talking about a latte and not anything else. Uh, <laughs> just for some of you out there, you might be thinking, what is he going on about? I am talking about the latte. Um, so yeah, man, check it out. If you're a fan, that gingerbread and cream latte, that is the one to go for uh, when you head to Costa Coffee. Maybe a little bit of a dessert as well if you want to. There was a few out there. I didn't really pick anything up. Uh, but there was a few I was tempted by. Cinnamon Swell was one. But I don't think I'm going to be a fan of that. More of a chocolate kind of guy. So there are quite a few chocolate options. Uh, what was the one that stood out? There was like some... Um, what was it called? No, I can't even remember now. But it looked good anyway. 
Um, so yeah, man, Costa Coffee, that gingerbread in uh, cream latte. That's the one that you want to hit up. All right, next week, what is going down? Well, we're going to... We're going to be in December, I think, next Tuesday. So we're going to start talking about festive football. Obviously, um, I think there will be a winter break enforced in the next season or the season after. Um, I just want to have a little chat about whether it's right or wrong. Does it take away from the traditions of the Premier League? Um, will it be missed? Is it something that needs to happen in order to improve the quality? Um, loads and loads of different things to discuss. But that's coming up next week. Um, and we're going to continue our festive latte um, what shall I call it? Review, if you like. I don't, I think that's, don't think that's the best word, but uh, we're going to continue it by heading over to Starbucks, picking up one of theirs. I don't really know what the range is at the moment, what they've got out there, what kind of festive lattes they have, but uh, we'll go over there and uh, pick one up and report back to you guys next week. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed it. That's a lot of food for thought. Whether you are the type of person that likes to lose in order to win, have a think about it, discuss it, let us know what you think. Obviously, drop us an email, hit us up on Instagram, even tweet us. Uh, I'd love to hear your opinions of it. Um, and again, as always, it's been a pleasure doing this. And I will be speaking to you again next week. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Be productive. And as always, keep making that magic happen. See ya.